Fuck you, asshole. I am John. I am Colin. Affirmative. <laughs> I am Paul. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I'll be back I'm, again I'm and old. again and make a new one because I'm Arnold and the Negative. Cue, cue the theme song. Broke my arm. There are 215 bones in the human body. That's one. Affirmative. Correct. Hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. No problemo. Where the hell did you do that? Because you told me to. Alright, we're following up to our prior episode here. We're gonna look at The Terminator 2. I now know why you cry. The follow-up to the <laughs> time travel-based movie where we understand, yes, why indeed we cry. So Arnold figured it out. This movie is about a young John Connor who has indeed been born since Sarah Connor survived through Terminator 1. And even though... Kyle was pretty sure, uh, Kyle Reese from the first one was pretty sure that they were going to blow up the time travel machine. They apparently did not because another Terminator is sent back, a Slept more high-tech one. So they reprogram a Terminator and send it back to protect uh, John Connor. And so they have to free Sarah Connor from an insane asylum and fight off liquid metal robots and save the world and try and prevent nuclear war. The Terminator do. So this movie got hyped to all fucking no end when it came out. I uh, saw this in the theater probably three times. I and saw I remember this movie the, the people I saw it with, like, we, I would just keep going back. The yeah. very definition of a blockbuster, this one. This one came, not that it came out of nowhere, it just, man, oh man, this movie was fucking huge. Um, Arnie, pretty much in his prime. Um, James Cameron had a few more movies under his belt, had Aliens done, um, and really, really tried to nail it with this one. The effects in this movie were... I mean, everything about this movie is so much better than Terminator 1. Um, and the effects on the liquid metal uh, on the T-1000 are were revolutionary for the time. Uh, Thank you, Industrial Light and Magic. Once again, bringing it to the screen. Yeah, it looked fantastic. I mean, the, the whole... He got in his blue phase for some reason in this. It's fine, but like everything was blue. I'm yeah, not, dark. Yeah. His cinematographer... It looks good, though. Like, like even the dark does. stuff, you can, there's detail. It's not like everything's in black. It's one of the few movies where the tinting is very heavy and it doesn't bother me in the least. No, Agreed. I know. It's still it's believable. Just, it's interesting they went with that choice, but yeah, it works. Speaking of blue, uh, I, I think my favorite James Cameron movies are ones where he doesn't rely on gimmicks. So True Lies and I think Aliens. And I think all his other movies, he relies on crutches and gimmicks and spectacle. Mm. And I think this is one of them. I think... Uh, What's the gimmick? The liquid metal? Liquid metal. I mean, honestly, that's probably what most people when this released went gaga over was, was the effects of, of that liquid metal, man. I mean, that was so groundbreaking for the time. And not only that, but like very scary because this guy could morph into whoever. Totally. Yeah, totally. how, how he used that and, and power was really Abyss cool. The Abyss is the same way. Oh, yeah. uh, Titanic is the same way. Uh, Avatar. I, I think he just leans, he uses gimmicks and spectacle as a crutch. And his strongest stuff or when he's just doing a great story with great writing. Interesting. True Written lies by other people, right? True Lies is, I think, a great example of that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely going to review True Lies in the future. I, honestly, I really struggle with the T-1000. As cool as all his stuff was, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty firmly established that, that you could only travel through time with living tissue, and that's why the T-101 was one of the reasons it had to have living tissue on it was to get through the time traveling yeah. machine. They made that very clear. Very clear. And yet the T-1000 has no living tissue 
at all. No. And in fact, if it's a robot, where's the CPU? Yes. Where's the gears and joints and everything that makes it operate if it's liquid? Gears and joints I don't need. But yeah, there'd be some kind of a control processor somewhere and... It's fine. It's it's weird because back then it bothered me and it bothered me today. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. It's liquid. Yeah, when Arnie shoots it and blows it up when it's all frozen and it shatters, what little segment of that shattering was the computer chip Yeah, that runs this thing? Or is it intelligent metal? I don't know. You're not supposed to think about that, I guess, because it's from the future. But you'd have to assume that because... You'd have to assume it was pretty soon after um, that robot was sent. Like, really, Skynet, that that whole AI is like, okay, we sent a guy back into the future to kill Sarah Connor, but because we're here now and our defense grid is smashed, we know that either it fails or we're hoping that another timeline is spawned. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, right? But they made such a big deal out of the fact that there's a chip in the T-101. Yes. And that has to be destroyed or yes. else it's going to lead. But yet there's no chip or memory or no, that's computer and, in the T-1000. And, and if you were smart and you were sending a Terminator back into the past to stop something, you wouldn't send him back in the past to stop John Connor's death. You'd send him back in the past to do what he does, which is stop someone from turning on Skynet. That would make way more sense. Who gives a fuck about John Connor? Yeah, at that point. Like, just send it back to stop the nuclear war because instead you're allowing the nuclear war to happen, but you're yeah. saving one dude who, yeah. like, <laughs> leads the revolution. There's, there's a great point. It makes right? no sense. And like, and then why are you sending robots back to a time where there's technology that can destroy those robots? Like, send it back to, I don't know, uh, the late 1800s and destroy the family line of the person <laughs> so that they're, yeah. like, their great, 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 great grandparents are never born and they're out of existence. Yeah. And all you got to do is fight farmers with pitchforks. They can't get on. The, they can't get on the <laughs> ship from Ireland. The Connors have to stay in the old country. There's no way they're getting over to the America. We're going to sink the fucking boat right out of the lake. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. I never thought of that either. But anyway, let's skip over all of that and talk okay. about the movie okay. because so the we fact already that the know movie should never have existed in the first I, place. I was bothered first off by Doctor Silberman there, who was in Terminator One. You think he cut fucking Sarah Connor a little slack? Because he was also at the police station, although he walked out the door he doesn't see Ernie. as Arnold walks yeah. in. But he'd think he would, I don't know, hear that on the news yeah. that some guy who she described later on in the mental home, he's like, oh yeah, bullshit, you're crazy. Yeah. It's like, but you were there, dude. You must have seen, read a newspaper. It was like, wait a second. <laughs> and didn't the cops, well, he knew all those police officers. He worked with them. So yeah. he would have known that they know, would have all he, been killed. He, he would have went to their funerals. He yeah. treats Sarah like she's a fucking delusional idiot. When she's in the mental hospital. They also yeah. never address that someone would have come along and investigated what happened at the police station and they would have saw this guy taking bullets in the face, in the back, in the chest and just blowing everyone and you away. You can't just say PCP. Yeah, yeah, not for that. Not body armor and PCP. Like, did every single cop in that station die? There were no survivors that, that reported shooting this guy and he wouldn't go down. Well, they well there was video. security footage. There, yeah, was, there was cameras yeah, everywhere. there was cameras, yeah. So, like, pe- everyone would have known about this. So, like, why has Silverberg not been informed about his patient being involved in this crazy police station he's, attack? He's, he's, Dr. Silverman's pretty unforgiving when it comes to misconduct. He is, yeah. I, I mean, bad. she was caught trying to blow up a power plant or I forget what she was a trying computer to do. plant computer, computer factory plant, maybe something yeah. she did yeah she was a terrorist um, of some kind but yeah he should have been a little bit more sympathetic yes um, I bet I love all those scenes and between him and her I'm fine with all of that and, none and, of that bothered me and, I like uh, him as an actor yeah I mean he handles that all 
yeah, decent. He's just a, supposed to be a smarmy piece of shit that you hate, and yeah. he definitely gets that model, across. Model. Not, not smarmy enough to lick her face, though. No, that guy's a real piece of shit. That Mo- comes later. Model citizen. Yeah. Um, uh, Linda Hamilton got fucking so in Ripped. shape for this movie. Ripped. And the physical stuff she does and the way she handles all of the action. Um, I do have a bit of questioning around some of her acting itself. Later on, when she's trying to explain about having a baby growing inside her stomach and knowing what it's like to create something, oh, that's and some of her other acting is is not great, but the action stuff, how she handles weapons and and all that stuff is is so badass. She's a great uh, female, I guess, supporting in this. I movie, actually feel great, like great she, actress. She made this. a choice with how she was going to play the Sarah Connor, and she stuck with it, her guns mostly like to, to to prep for this. Must have taken her like well over a year. Um, to, I think yeah, it was a stick pretty to the short guns, period of like, time. So she worked really hard to do man. all that stuff to and get the, ripped and to learn how to work the weapons and yeah, like that's dedication to a role that you you rarely see these days. Like because considering her compared to the first movie where she was like basically like a puffball, like you'd blow on her and she'd fall over waitress. Yeah. Um. To now like being that exactly what she describes that she's not in the first movie where she's like a mother of the future and yep. tough and, her, and resilient. And she motive, like embodies all of that and it's Her awesome. motivation is very clear in the movie too. So it, it, it's great and it works and it carries you through the movie. Like you never question her motivations. Her motivations are to is her son and to like stopping this horrible thing. So I feel like that, that really is much better in the second that movie. That was the best part of the writing of that movie for sure. Yeah. And even, her and her motivations. Even her humanity when she goes to kill um, uh, Miles Dyson. The yep. doctor. And then just can't do it at the end because she's not a killer of people. I made the joke when I watched it that Dyson vacuums become Cyberdyne. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. That's funny. Which if you ever owned a Dyson, life out of us. you would yeah. believe that actually. Yeah, it's true. Evil fuckers. Um, so then we have, um, one of the weaker actors in the movie, um, who plays John Connor. Um, yes. Not great. You know what though? He's, it's an annoying performance by him, but I feel like it, it kind of works because he's an annoying little kid. A little bit. Yeah. Because of his age, it It was his first movie. What's his name? Um, Edward Furlong. Ed Furlong. Yeah. So I, you know, he was, he was much better in, uh, American History X and, I don't know what else he's been in, actually. But I'm, I'm trying to cut out some slack and, and say that a lot of his annoyance uh, they, was from the writing. Yeah. He was given some real, real terrible lines to say as well. He was, yeah. And just his squeaky voice. Uh, Miles Dyson, she's going to blow him away. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a little bit. He also went the way of uh, Haley Joe Osmond. Hey, guys. What? He, uh, he got really chunky. Did and, he? Yeah, he... Uh, Life is he, hard. But he looks the same again, just like Haley, his face. Oh, and interesting. Yeah, it's like the head of him on a fatter guy. Yeah. So Which th- pretty much describes all of us, yeah, though, too, no, if we're being much. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we got Arnold, <laughs> um, who kind of switches roles from being the destroyer Terminator to being the savior Terminator. And um, so Arnie is completely competent in this role. Once again, massive, scary, imposing guy. He's much better in this, Handles obviously. all the action well, but... They just wrote in so much stuff to humanize the Terminator. That is my biggest issue with the movie. And it really comes down to why do you cry? I understand why you cry. Wiping tears away from John's eye. With his pointy, sharp metal finger. Like, I would have liked to have seen blood when he did that. Yeah. From like like the steel. 
And then the whole, um, like the out of character when after he shoots the T one thousand with the grenade launcher into the into the lava or oh, the, yeah. the molten stuff, and he's like, "I need a vacation." Like that's just not. So he what came up with that on his own? No one ever taught that one. And then the worst of all, which was funny at the time, and people ripped on it, and even now it holds up even less, is the thumbs up into yeah. the into the magnet. Not to mention how Levi's the. Yeah. Well, he was taught. At that. least he was taught that. No, so no, I'm can... saying the writing. I'm not saying Arnold oh, yeah, or anything. No. The writing was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, as shitty as Terminator One was, everything cool about Terminator One, they just shit all over for Terminator Two. Yeah. They, they basically took a horror movie, almost horror action movie, and made it into a kids movie. I hate to say it because a lot of it is just it's written almost some of the dialogue for children. It's so fucking bad. I'll agree with that. The dialogue goes and that way. To yes. me, the worst part when they're trying to do the high five and down low. Yeah. The scene that comes directly after that is the, the I could say flashback, but I guess it's a flash forward of the nuclear explosion. Which is so fucking cool, by the way. It was super cool, but it was super fucking horrific to watch <sighs> after High five, yeah. down low, too slow. See, see that yeah. the, everything that's happening in that scene, and Arnie's like p- p- pulling the the five away, too slow thing on the kid. But Linda Hamilton's voiceover is actually really poignant and Absolutely. relevant. She's saying, in an insane world, he'd be the sanest choice to be the kid's Without father. Without that voiceover, I feel like it saves it. I, so I, I'm okay with it. I, you yeah. know what? I I think it would have been a stronger movie if that fear that potentially Arnold could be a bad guy again was held through the whole movie like we kind of trust this guy but the potential is there for him to fucking turn a gun on it and and blow our brains out well linda hamilton tries to shut him down and the kid won't let her so i feel like that kind of covered that because remember they turn him off and she's going to destroy his cpu okay but you are you mean to tell me that you believe at any point in that movie he was going to turn on them no i never i never i'm saying as i'm saying as a as a as a viewer though as a viewer, I wish that fear would have been there, that he could have turned on them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I would have liked less less of him becoming humanity. Yes, exactly. And, and just more never understanding it, being like, I'm a robot, I don't get exactly. it. I'll never know why you exactly. cry and just terminate me now. No, John, I'm going by. And then just go and like cold and... I, I'm fine with the kid trying to look up to him yes, as a human. absolutely. But they should have kept... Arnold as yeah, a fucking a robot. robot. Yeah, yeah they didn't is. ride the line. They went way over the line there. Absolutely. But you just yeah. said about her, this is when um, they're in the garage, right? She yeah, tries to turn. I but, think that's in an extended version, is oh, it not? Because that I maybe wasn't not. in the version I saw. Shit. You know what? I Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't even in the one I watched. I watched it on Netflix, and I'm assuming it's not an extended version. That was the through the 90s and early 2000s is when fucking directors were like, oh, no, here's the theatric version and here's my director's cut. Like, fuck off. Just stand behind your work. There's also a scene that James Cameron did of in the future where they're making robots and the guy who's designing them has Arnold's voice implying that's why they all the talk that way. sound that's like they're That's Austrian. what I'm really concerned about. Again, played for laughs. Yeah. It's like, who wrote this funny these funny jokes for you? Steven Spielberg and George Lucas? I don't yeah. know why so many directors have such a fucking hacky sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved all of the stuff with the Dyson family. Yep. All great, that stuff great was stuff. great. Great stuff. I love all the stuff where they're going to go destroy the plant. Like, I mean, to me, all that makes perfect sense. Like, that is what you should be doing. That's why it made less sense that they sent him back to save John Connor and not to do what Sarah Connor's plan was. Yeah. How come she came up with that? But the military resistance didn't come up with that. She came yeah. up with that, like, right away. I guess... 
it's really in that they were yeah they were just acting to counteract directly what the machines were trying to do instead of thinking which is a ahead. terrible plan yeah <laughs> and the machine's plan was bad in the first place yeah like why didn't they just send back the terminator to the time where before he went into the machine and stopped him from going in the machine didn't they, they say in terminator machine. one that the time machine was broken it could only it could only use once they said they destroyed it kyle said they destroyed it yeah. after he went so maybe they didn't or oh. maybe i don't know they built another one he does say they well, destroyed it as soon as he went through when he can't get back yeah then send 100 terminators well that's what i was going to say is send in a bunch <laughs> and then like program them as scientists to work with dyson to protect him to ensure that the war happens I, but I still guess you'd have to kill Sarah. Anyway, they're they're still acting to change a future that they'll never get to experience, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, <sighs> time it's true. travel it hurts my brain. Always, always time travel. Now, so the actor who plays the liquid guy, he Robert is Patrick, one of the yeah. highlights of this Fucking movie. So good, he plays a better Terminator than Arnie did. Absolutely, I am way, way, way more fearful of him. Yeah. than I was of uh, the T one hundred and one. Call to John now. I was like, yeah. oh, that's fucking cold. No emotion, just yeah. like. And he just slays people. It's crazy. And his knife arms are cool and he uses them to good effect. But I, I honestly, I, I hate to keep pouncing on this logic. I would have thought it would have been stronger if they would have had the skeleton, the 101, with the metallic alloy over top, using those weapons, but still a robot underneath. At least part of it. I don't know, like, because he couldn't have changed shape. He couldn't have, like, he, he can become a pool of liquid as long as there's a little something inside uh, that acts as the, the CPU. I mean, the, that's the, all you need. Once they figured out they could do that liquid shit and make it look good, that's, they just went for, they just went for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to think about it. And, I like, know, when I he jumps through the all. window and into the liquid and becomes the pilot, all oh, that shit's chopper, so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, I would. When he gets thrown into the wall and he reverses. Yes. Yeah. So cool again. Look, amazing. It's still, I still get excited when he's when the I floor see that. and comes up behind the security cop, which is the first time you really get that a sense of he's liquid. Yeah. That one I thought was, I thought that <laughs> and was stupid. That kind of breaks some rules because he can become anything he touches through physical contact. So that includes the bottom of the security guard's shoe. I don't know. I touch rubber. Yeah. Now I become mad. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. I don't know. I, yeah. He should have become a chip that machine. That security guard, by the way. The coffee the, machine. Those guys are twins. Yes. Uh, that's how Just they like shot Linda, that scene. Linda so Hamilton's twin sister was, right. was in it as well. What? Yeah. Linda Hamilton has a twin sister? Does, yeah. yeah. And when, when is she to have twin sister in it? When the, uh, oh, when the T-1000 see. is 1000, yeah. Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah. no shit. And I probably, I'm guessing when Sarah's looking through the chain link fence and there's Sarah Connor with Baby oh, John. Oh, maybe. No I don't way. know if they're I didn't know the same that was together, but... But that was also Baby John was uh, Linda Hamilton's son. Huh. I was wondering how they shot that. I thought it was for special effects. I had no idea they had twins. Practical always looks good. It, it does look great. It, I, I never questioned that, so I, I just thought it was really and good. And I enjoyed the, uh, the stepmother. When she, the T-1000 was a stepmother, and she's yeah. talking to the, the husband just off Just casually screen, knifes him And then knifes the him yeah. when, when he's drinking milk. Yeah, Great stuff. Sa the sound design in this movie was a million times yeah, better million than the first one. Better. And all of the gunplay like gets my approval for like clip size, uh, magazine size, and and gun sounds and, and realism and reloading all that stuff. Like Arnie, he makes a point to show Arnie taking clips, magazines off of a security guard that are the same caliber as the gun that he's got. Um, they're always reloading, last clip, that kind of stuff. I know it's that like, stuff also is important to you, and it's not. The thing is, it's not that hard to to do that stuff. It makes more tension when you have guns that act and and are limited by real life things. Like you, running a, out of bullets. A 1911 pistol, which Arnie uses, and a lot of it has seven rounds in the magazine, so he should be constantly reloading that shit. 
Um, other cool little things, the shotgun he's got that he's got to twirl around on the bike. Like that was really badass. Linda Hamilton taking that Spass 12 shotgun and doing the one-handed pump. Yeah. Uh, little yeah. things like that to just add that real cool factor to and, this. So and, all of the action, all of the gunplay is in this movie is the highlight by far. I still laugh every single time. And I don't know why, because it's not funny. It's just one of those things that makes me giggle is when he's walking out there and he takes the tear gas gun. And he says to the cop, he goes, here, hold this. Yeah. <laughs> and takes his mask off. I, I don't know why. Every single time I laugh. I, I know I've seen you talk. Yeah, that's that's also yeah. a great scene. The action in this movie is still fantastic, yeah. including the chase scenes and stuff. But what John was saying about the ammo does it like, and first thinking about it seems trite or nitpicky. But if you think about how effectively they use that in this movie, where she's pumping the shotgun and she just doesn't have enough shells to shoot him off, or with Arnold with the one explosive round he has left. Yeah. So actually limiting the ammunition makes it so much more important that you get, you know, you use it to your full advantage. If you're ever going to have a scene in a movie where someone is going to do something with a gun and a click is empty, you have to respect that through the rest of the entire movie and have limitations on the guns. Otherwise, it's like, oh, his uh, six-shot revolver that he just shot 22 times without reloading. Now is it an ammo? Like, fuck off. So yeah. that doesn't happen here. They make a huge deal of it. Yeah, how much tension is it when she gets him right to the edge and she pumps it and it clicks? It's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, they do a yeah. great job of that stuff, too. And like the whole way through the movie, whether she's shooting him with a sniper rifle or a fully automatic machine gun, she's trying to kill. Actually, though, Linda Hamilton would have killed him if he didn't bend down from his son's toy, hitting him in the leg. Because remember, he's at his computer and she's got right. him all lined up. That's true. But it's easier to shoot someone from far a distance away. Than far yes. away. Close. That is when she gets true. personal, like right up in his face, she can't do it. Speaking of shooting someone in the head. Uh, if I ever hear that fucking Guns N' Roses song, I'll shoot somebody oh, in the man, fucking Oh, man, they nugget. push that Holy hard. Cow. And the Terrible. sound mix on the mortar bikes, too, wow. where I was like, how many And the times? fact that his ginger mullet-wearing friend yeah. uh, was blasting it on the If they'd have played that song, like, for, I don't know, 25, 30 seconds, I'd have been cool with it, but it kept, it seemed to come back over, over. like, that song was the Terminator in that movie. Yeah. You could be mine, <laughs> but you <laughs> It's like the fucking parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> With your bitch slap rapping. I can't, I can't believe <laughs> there was a time where we thought that was good music. Tongue, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. But uh, the sound the sound design does fail with the kid's motorbike because... Oh my God. Does he ever stop shifting that thing? No. He's, that, that bike has 80 gears. Every scene that, sh that bike is in, he's constantly shifting. Even when he's like flat out going up the, the storm, the storm uh, oh, culvert. Oh, it's terrible. That is bad sound design. Yeah. yeah. And Arnold's, but Arnold's bike sounds badass. Like, yeah. I mean, all those sounds are the jumping off of the semi, off the bridge. That was a real stunt. Yeah. Arnold, that stuntman jumping off, although you can see now that that stuntman jumping off with the mortar bike yeah, into the pit Arnold. is not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Thank God, because who would want to put Arnie at danger? Especially there is a bit stunts. of sped up when Arnie goes by the truck. Um, oh, no. He What's goes that? on the inside wall and speeds past the truck to go take John off. That is sped up. Oh, oh, when the, when and the truck is really being dragged obvious. too, and it rolls over, and it's and Arnold's oh, riding yeah, on top, yeah. that's sped up as well. Yeah, I oh, love how you guys are right. I love how when you have to forget about physics, when that truck flipped over and falls on its side, it seems to like there's no friction. It just it's like it's yeah. on ice. Like, whoosh, yeah. looks it cool. Stop I do all like when Arnie jumps off of it and does the rolling stuff, and like the shooting of the guy and him melting back, and the tension. There's a lot of great tension in this Yeah, movie. they set it up really well. It's just, it's again with the Terminator thing that they just won't stop and will keep coming despite everything you do. And, you know, the liquid nitrogen shooting stuff 
the Asta La Vista line, you could take it or oh, leave it. But leave it, please leave um, it. But it was just that was all really cool. And um, the minigun, one of my favorite scenes is obviously the minigun yeah. scene where he like miniguns all the police vehicles and doesn't kill any police because he's not allowed. Yeah. The first mistake this movie made was when Arnold puts the fucking sunglasses on and they play bad to the bone. Because now that that fear that levity, factor, yeah. it just gets shit on immediately right off the top of the movie. And you start laughing at this guy who's supposed to be this unstoppable killing machine. Yeah, yeah. everything up to where it just, it's about where they start playing that music when he's yeah. taken off. That That's everything up to that point when he just deals with all those people yeah. in the bar, which he's is a nice throwback scary. to the first Absolutely. one. Um, and it's funny. It's funny in a, in a not overwhelming way when the chick sees him and she's like, oh, yeah. you see him fucking You know what? That's huge true. Guy. I would have, I mean, you couldn't they didn't want to do this but you could have gone so far as he just fucking killed everyone in that bar so that he, he should could have, get actually. away he's a terminator yeah, yeah. He's a terminator. He, and because he hasn't been told not to kill right. yet and you don't know he's the good guy yet no so if you would have set it up where he was just murdering motherfuckers and, and then, then the kid says you can't that would have made more sense way more sense. i never understood yeah. why the t-1000 gives the helicopter pilot an opportunity to leave Get well, out. I, th- I was, tr- I always think when I watch that scene, is that high enough to kill the pilot? Or I know it would at least severely wound him or break some bones, but they're like a tall tree high, at least maybe three or four stories. But he kills everybody else. Why did he like, yeah. Yeah. And he just stabbed in the but eye. It, you know why it is? It's because it's, that's another throwback to Terminator one where Arnie gets in the truck at the end of the first one. And he looks at the co-pilot and uh, the guy oh, the right, like, right. get out. Right, again, because why he did he kill him? Time. Well, because maybe Arnie didn't have a weapon or anything and didn't want to get through it. The T-1000 could have just looked over and went, same thing knifed with him. the milk guy, right? Like, knifed his face, but I don't know. It it, was, that's, uh, yeah. that's all it is. It's totally. just a throwback, I did so. enjoy the uh, the T-1000 having the third arm while he was flying the helicopter. That was, and reloading his gun. You know gun? how many years? Oh. How many years until I noticed that? Yeah, I, uh, I did not notice that. I still haven't. I yeah, didn't. he's flying with one hand and then he's reloading. He's his, reloading the uh, gun his MP5 and he's got a, a third arm that's PDW. controlling the stick of the helicopter. That is cool. It's fucking awesome. It's re- it's a great little attention to detail that I never saw that sneaks by you. Um, I do like that. And I know this is one of the scenes they worked on for a long time. I love the scene in the mall back hallways where T1000 and Arnie meet for the first time and fight, and, and you still don't know who's good and who's bad. And then uh, Arnie does the get down. He uh, pulls out the shotgun in slow motion and walks on the roses. I'm just like, fucking badass. And the follow-up scene where the T-1000 looks at the mannequin. Yeah, that's that's actually really funny too. Great, great, great foreshadowing. And I forget who the guy is who's taking the pictures of Arnold after he gets thrown through the window in the mall. Screenwriter. He's he's in the first one as well. Yeah, that's the guy that co-wrote. Um, oh really? Yeah, he makes an appearance in the first one too. I can't remember. But once again, all the good dialogue is probably that guy's. Maybe, yeah. All the shrink stuff, anyway. Because the shrink stuff's really good, again, where uh, where she's trying to convince him that she doesn't believe in it anymore and stuff. And yeah. then he's, like, questioning her. I love that scene. And I love the scene where she escapes, how she escapes. It's all explained with the paper clip. And, uh, and she has a good plan. And, like, she's, you know, she's, she's smart and creative and ingenuitive. The, all that stuff's good. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I don't have a problem with any of that. So, no. I mean, when you take away the overarching time travel questionable stuff. I can overlook all that. If you overlook all that, this is a fucking completely solid action flick with, you know, thrills and and some and effects that still pretty much stand up today. 
um I'm like trying to think of liquid stuff i'm trying to think of stuff that, that doesn't bad. like was there any special effects in this that didn't hold up even the electricity so. at the beginning with the fence yeah actually that's one of the coolest scenes when arnie the the ball appears the time travel ball and then fades away and all of a sudden there's this perfect sphere cut out of the back of the truck and, and there's the even fence. a hole in the fence and then there's a hole in the uh ground weren't they riding discs in the first movie like, no wasn't there like he a just gets up off something? the ground no. Also, it doesn't make sense that the, the liquid team metal guy is naked because the only reason to be naked is the living tissue thing. Yeah. I so guess like he was waiting to touch the cop to assimilate cool. his clothes. I don't know. It would have been cool if he would have shed some skin then. Oh, I see. Like as a callback to what they established in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, that he did have skin. Or have him a sword come out and he cuts through the flesh or whatever. Like Wolverine? Yeah, exactly like Wolverine. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That would be peels the skin off later and just to I don't explain know. something. So John, you're a hold up, obviously. I love this movie. This one, uh, unlike Terminator One, I again this is from my, my childhood. I remember um we're staying at the family cottage and my uncle and uh, cousins were going to go see this at the drive-in and I was like, can I come too? And they said yes. And I went and I was like, holy fuck. So it was kind of like a life-changing movie for me at that time. Just the production value through the roof, looked beautiful, had enough badassery that uh, as a probably just a preteen I was, um, maybe just around 12 or 13, something like that. I was just like, holy fucking shit. This so is question. awesome. So if you up. were born in 2000 and you saw the movie today, would it, would it be the same? Wow. Hmm. I think, yeah, I think it would. Okay. I think it would. The reason why I think it would for me is because I saw the original Terminator as much as this one yeah. and can't stand it. And this one still is works fine for me. Yeah. So like, it's not about nostalgia because if it was about nostalgia, I think I'd like the first one too because I, I coveted it just as much at yeah. the time. Yeah. But that that does not hold up and this one I feel like does. Yeah. Okay. And the okay. only things I would have gotten rid of, and I think it's already been discussed, is the sentimentality at the end was like, I know now why you would cry or whatever. And then yeah. he like goes the thumbs up and all that shit is... I, I could have done it without that. And yeah. it's, it sticks with you because it's at the end. So yeah. like that's the last thing you want, but whatever. Like I remember when I saw it in theater after that, people actually laughed in the theater out loud when he did the thumbs up. And I'm like, this isn't the movie that you're supposed to laugh out loud in the <laughs> not, theater at. Not no. when Terminator's you're dying. You're supposed to cheer or just be like, ooh, or ah, someone gets stabbed through the mouth with a giant Does sword. John give him a thumbs back? I just stands there and cries. I can't stands remember. No, he just stands there crying. I got to say, I overall, I think it holds up, but I think there's a lot of things that could have been stronger in this movie. And again, like you say, the humor was terrible. The Hasla Vista was terrible. Uh, I think John Connor should have been played a little darker. Yeah. I think he was a little too bright and poppy. He should have been a little more emo. That's fair. Yeah, uh, probably. I would agree with considering that. Considering the life that he, he had up until that point. Yeah, with all the foster parents yeah. and his mom was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. That would actually have been a really interesting choice to make him... Uh, yeah, a much darker and emo kid. More immature because he'd gone through so much that he'd mature. Yeah. Because he's yeah. very immature. But those are the things that... that Yeah, again, the humor drives me insane. Yeah. The, the <laughs> fact that all the cool stuff you established in the, the, the Terminator 1 disappears in yeah. this one overall i'm going to still say it holds up some of the humor though does work uh, i'm glad to hear you say hold up because i actually thought you're going to be big thumbs down on this you one. you know what I, I there was so much that annoyed me watching it 
But the, I have to step back and say the takeaway is it's still a solid movie. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it just, it works on every level. Like, and for the screenplay, it's very, it's, it was, it's still a very good script. Like, even to, by today's standards. Actually, I feel like that script does a better job of telling an action story than a lot of movies today. Mm. Including some of the Marvel movies where shit is way too long. Yeah, way yeah. too long. Uh, the the a great example would be the most recent Tom Cruise. Sorry, Paul. Uh, what's the movie called? Mission Impossible. Oh yeah. Mission Impossible has a totally fine conclusion. This new one about an hour and forty five minutes in. Yeah. Everything could have been wrapped up, but then the bad guy gets away, and there's another forty five minutes of movie. So Tom Cruise can fly a helicopter. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Two and a half hour action movie. No. <laughs> Yeah, you can't do it. For and this sure. movie kept it nice and short Rated and tight. Two hours. Rated it's two tight. hours. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't do anything. It didn't Good pacing. To do. There's nothing in there that didn't need to be there. Yeah. Nothing. Other than some of the bad dialogue and writing. Yeah, I agree. Hold up. All I the agree. Way. Linda Hamilton just steals it for me with her, how prep she is. Like, I just respect that and it, it bumps it. It didn't even need to bump it up over a hold up. It's just that character could have been done in so many ways. And, and when I think of the preparation she would have had to do to become that character, like you don't see that a ton. Yeah. I know we're wrapping it up. Can I just throw in a, a quick nod to the sound effects or whatever that they use for the T-1000, that drone that... Yeah, it's so menacing. Oh. Creepy as shit. The music, you mean? Well, it's like a music slash sound effect because it's not yeah. really music per se, but that, that two-note drone that, that they used. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. It still gives me chills when I hear it. Yeah. And it's so funny because in the first Terminator, they had a similar device that did not work. Well, played on an $80 Casio keyboard from Wilco. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no, I use the Synth 3 setting. Oh, All right. Brutal. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. T2 holds up. And, uh, it holds up. Don't make the mistake. I guess you could watch Terminator 3... No, you just can't. to see no. it, but it's not great. No, but don't, don't watch any of the others. Salvation, or yeah. I haven't even seen them myself because T two is such a good movie. Leave it alone, and then you hear that they're this, making a new Terminator with. This Arnold would have been again. a fantastic standalone movie if there was no other ones, including the first. This would have been fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. found a robot arm and a chip. Oh my god, how did they do that? Like something must have happened. They send other robots back. Like uh, not. Yeah, a, you wouldn't even have needed to see the first one. No. You do not. Yeah, and if you haven't seen this, you do not need to see. It the does first tie one. the two movies together, but you don't but need to have seen the first to not. get it, and no. it's just fucking cool. So watch T two. Don't watch T one unless you want to laugh. My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. I know now why you cry. All right. Chill. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM. We're also on YouTube and our channel is Hold Up, which is two words. 